Storm Louder 
but raise a hallelujah. The world comes crashing in. Sing hallelujah. Stuff comes at you, just sing hallelujah. Brother, am I right? There's stuff coming at us all the time. The main weapon that we have is to sing praises to the Lord and to raise our voices and shout. Sometimes we gotta shout, sometimes sing, but we gotta praise, we gotta shout, sing some hallelujahs. That's our number one. Let's do that some, let's just do that really, really, really loud. Church, let's come together and let's praise the Lord like we mean it. Let's do some business with the Lord, all right? Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. One, two, three, four. Come on, let's raise some rat. Let's raise some praise in this place. Come on, hallelujah, come on, yeah. Yes, Lord, we praise you, we worship you this morning, God. Says I. 
you for all that you've done for me Jesus to fully praise you it will take all eternity just like Lazarus oh you brought me back to
come on my soul Oh, don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Come on my soul Oh, don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Come, Come on, turn!
as we worship him, as our praises go up, the love from him falls. Our worship goes up, his love falls. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And I do know it's not much compared to the love that he shares and that sheds on us. It's not much. Sometimes it's all we have. Sometimes we get beat down. But you know about those times that we should be shouting hallelujah even more and we should be praising even more. But in the good times, how much even more should we be praising the Lord with all that we have in us? We praise you, Lord, and he showers us with, us with love and blessings. He showers us. The praises go up. The love comes down. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. What a sweet, sweet spirit I feel in this place today, God. We thank you for that. I thank you for this church so much and what, what it means to so many people, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that this church is a, is a light to this community and, and far and wide, God, that your Holy Spirit and you are lifted up high because we know when you're lifted up high, God, we, you will draw all men into you, God. We pray that today. In Jesus' name. I'm so glad you all decided to come out to church today. It's, you know what? Sometimes it's a decision. But you know what? Sometimes you, you just got to, you just got to man up, right? Come to church. Get up, put your pants on, and come to church. And you'll be blessed by it. Every time you'll be blessed by it. <laughs> Thankful to see you all guys today. Shake a hand and uh, greet someone this morning. Amen. Thankful for your pants on. (laughs) Love my church family. Uh, Again, we thank you for allowing us to to be off for a week and the staff for keeping things rolling here at the church. Uh, As a pastor, that's so important to have people in place that... When you leave, everything goes perfect and smooth, so uh, we're thankful for that. Of course, we missed our boy while we were on vacation, but uh, we were able to get away and relax for a little bit, and hopefully I had a hand in leading somebody to the Lord while I was gone this week because I got a message, so um, hopefully that person has made a decision to follow Jesus, but uh, we had a good time, so like I said, Sarah's and Brylin are a little tanner than I am. I chose to take care of my body and my skin. I also had a shirt on most of the time. So. Not that they didn't, but. Harlan, you started it with the pants thing. I'm... Oh, geez, I need to move on. Thank you to Jake for filling in last week for me. I appreciate that very much. Oh, I love the Lord. And it is, uh, I just leaned over to Aaron, I said, I'll tell on him. I just what are you sitting down for? Because we got into worship, he sat down, I was like, get your butt up. And I said it just like that. 
And he said, I just love being in the presence of the Lord and the safety and what you feel here and just so happy to be here on, you know, each time we get to come together. I feel the same way. That every time we come in here when we're gone, even on vacation, that you miss being here. And I've told you guys that before. Like, I can't imagine waking up on a Sunday and not going to church if I have the opportunity to go. I just, I love being here that much. And I love the presence of the Lord that's here. I love encouragement from you guys. So like Carlin said, with other parts of that talk he gave, sometimes it's just a matter of a decision, a choice. Do I want to lay in bed and just, oh, I'm just tired today. Or I just want to do this today instead. Or do you make that choice that... I want to be in God's house, and I want to be with his people. So I choose every week to, to come into this place and love the Lord, and love the people that are in here, and be encouraged by the people here. So I love you, Orchardville Church. It's a beautiful place, beautiful place that God's given us here. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Psalm 100. I'm a little bit jet-lagged. I'm a little bit uh, sleepy, but I'm excited to share the word this morning. Pray for God to give me some power through this next 30, 40 minutes to get through this. And I title this Church Arrival Checklist. Church Arrival Checklist. I think they may already had it up there. And some of you are like, that's a weird title. Yeah, it is. But uh, I think Psalm 100 is going to show us some things in the scripture this morning. But as you get ready for church each day, each Sunday, each Wednesday, whenever it might be, and you're coming out here, we all have all kinds of things that we make sure we remember to bring to church. Right? <laughs> what, were, what would be some things you would say are like, I'm getting ready for church. I know Carlin already covered the clothing, okay? <laughs> we know we need clothing to come to church. All right. So what other things are kind of on your own checklist as you think about that, that I need to make sure I have this as I go to church. Your Bible, that's a good one. Bring your Bible with you. Hold them up if you got one. Wave it like you just don't care. Oh, it looks good out there. Good. Your Bible, what else? Don't get all spiritual on me. Let's, let's, let's. Quarters? We need quarters for the vending machine. Yes, you got to make sure you have those. Good, now we're talking. How many of you have kids? Don't forget those, right? <laughs> got to make sure you got your kids for church. Um, what else? <clears throat> What's that? Mints from the front desk before you come in here. Okay, who else said something? Your tithes, yeah. I didn't even say it. Bring your tithes and offerings to the church. Don't forget those. If you do, you can text to give those, 618-238-2388. What else? Gum. Got to have some gum. Your jacket, because people think it's cold in here all the time. I just encourage you to worship a little more. <laughs> it warms up really quick. So, All right, so we have some things that we remember to do. How many of you sometimes have a fight with your kids on the way to church? Or getting ready at home before you come to church. How many of you, when you walk through the door, you know what you were just yelling in the car, but when you walk through the door, <laughs> a lot of you. <laughs> okay. How many of you bring your cell phone? How many of you remember that more than your Bible sometimes? Oh, I'm just kidding. How many of you bring snacks? 
Some people make sure they have candy to munch on during church. I've seen people reading books throughout my life while the sermon's being preached. Not the Bible book either. <laughs> Some think this is the time to balance their checkbook. I've seen it. I won't say if it was here or not, okay? Uh, some of them feel like it's, it's usually the old, younger ones, but play games on your phone, right? Check your social media because I can't go one hour without seeing who's liked something or posted something, okay? Um, some people bring nail clippers and clip their nails in the church. I was the janitor at my former church as well, and I cleaned them up, and you're disgusting, I hope they were fingernails. <laughs> Some things should be left for the house, okay? But again, many bring their Bibles. That's a good thing. There's some things that everyone should bring to church, and we're going to talk about that out of Psalm 100 today. It's a psalm of the future kingdom of God. It describes what worship will be like when the Lord Jesus reigns in glory and power upon the earth. And we're not in that glorious day right now, but we are in the family of God and we are commanded to gather ourselves together and worship him and his church. With that in mind, this, this psalm is going to tell us exactly what everyone, now we had some fun with this, but what everyone ought to have checked off on their church arrival checklist when they come. So let's go. Psalm 100 verses 1 through 5. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. All you lands, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. A lot of good stuff right there in five scriptures about our checklist as we arrive to church. And the first thing I want to talk about, kind of from verses 1 and 2, is your checklist should have a line that says, I need to have the right spirit when I come in here. Now, I'm talking more to believers, okay? Because we, when people come in here broken, I mean, they're broken. And their spirit's crushed. So they're looking for uh, an answer to life's problems, okay? But I'm talking about as believers, we need to have the right spirit when we come into God's house. Verse 1 talks about a shouting spirit. We are told to make a joyful noise or a shout to the Lord. A joyful noise or shout to the Lord. We're going to break this down and see what he's commanding us to do here in the scripture. First, there's the word make. And, and when it's talking about it here in the scripture, it's talking about make music. It's, it's used to refer to singing into the Psalms. Then there's the word joyful. And this word, this word means in this context right here to give a public confession of the attributes and the works of God. You're letting everybody know who God is to you. Right? Public confession of who God is to you and his attributes. Third, there's a word shout or noise. This word means to raise a shout at refuse to a ringing cry, a cry that pierces the eardrums that loud yeah. that we can shout and we can praise the Lord. 
And when all these things are put together, we can see that the, the, in this psalm right here, he's calling on the people of the Lord to raise an anthem of praise from their hearts to the Lord. And this is a challenge to participate in the public praise of who God is and for what he's done in your life. We come together and we participate in worship and we praise him and we shout and we lift up praise to the Lord. <clears throat> psalm 40 verses one through th three tells us what the Lord did for us when he saved us. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. How many been there? You know what you were like before the Lord. Out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Verse 3 here, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it. It's public. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. In these verses, it's telling us he put a new song in Rick's mouth. He put a new song in your mouth when he came into your life and changed you, right? No longer was I singing after the world and all that it offered me. Now I'm singing to the Lord who sought me out. He bought me with a price of his one and only son's death, and he brought me out of a horrible pit that I was in in my life. And the right spirit that I need to have as I arrive in church is a spirit of shouting and singing his praise. That's the right spirit as I come into this place. Genuine praise is always vocal, it's visible, and it's public. Genuine praise. Vocal, it's visible, it's public. God gets no glory when we hold back our praise. He gets no glory from us when we hold that back. We hold the praise back. We hold our worship back. God gets no glory for that. We should not be shy about shouting our praises to God. We sh this is not a place to be reserved when you're worshiping the Lord. Let him know how much he means to you. Come in here each week and get up and praise the Lord. We just sang about it. Get up and praise the Lord. Don't be shy. Come on, my soul, don't you be shy on me, right? We're excited about the God we serve. We, we can shout each week about the God we serve. We can sing it out loud. We can let people know this is who God is, and I'm worshiping him. It allows me to go to my brother and say, get up off your butt and worship the Lord. Get up and praise the Lord. The right spirit also includes a serving spirit when you come into these doors to be a part of the church. Serve the Lord, it says, with gladness. For some people, when you come in here, sometimes it's hard for you to do it with gladness on some weeks. I could tell you if I was work back working in the kids' department, it would be hard for me to serve with gladness, but I would do it. But when we come in here, we are... Loving the Lord, we're shouting his praise, we're singing his praise, we're worshiping him, and we're serving the body of believers. We're serving the people that come into this church. We're serving the Lord through that, and we do it with gladness. The word serve means to be in bondage to. It refers to doing whatever the master tells the slave to do. It means to be at his beck and call. And when we got saved, we became the Lord's property. You don't believe me? 1 Corinthians 6.20. For you were bought at a price, therefore... Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are 
God's. They're his. So we are to do what he tells us to do without question or hesitation. Some people don't like anyone telling them what to do. I won't make eye contact. Some of you, if I asked you, if I told you, no, you're not going to do that, you would get offended and might leave the church. As the shepherd of the church and, and taking care of my flock, if I tell you no on something, that's not good for you, you shouldn't do that, stop doing that, you, some of you would get offended and leave and not be shepherded. Is that a word? You wouldn't allow me to, put in, to speak into your life if I see something that's not quite the way it needs to be. And that's not right. I'm not saying that's happening right now, but I'm just letting you know, if there's a time I come to you and say, hey, I need you to do this or stop doing this, that's okay. As long as I'm hearing from the Lord and leading the church, right? Wasn't that many amens on that one. So. <laughs> but some people, don't, they don't like anyone telling them what to do. But if you didn't like that, then you ain't going to like this either. He tells us that we are to serve him and do it with gladness. We are to be so filled with love for him that regardless of what he asks us to do, we're excited and we're happy to do it. Now, I told you at my previous church, I did a little bit of, I, I, I played drums on the praise team. I filled in preaching some. I ran back to the sound booth after I played the drums to get it right for the speaker. Then I cleaned the church for a while. Whatever it is, if God says, I need you to clean the toilets at Orchardville Church, do it with gladness. Again, so filled with love for him that regardless of what he asks us to do, we are excited and we're happy to do it. That's the attitude that David had in his heart in Psalm 122, 1, when he says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He was filled with gladness when it was time to go to church. He was happy about it. When I wake up on a Sunday at 6 a.m., I am happy that I get to go to church. I'm happy that I'm able to breathe another breath and, and get up out of the bed and walk and get ready for church. I'm happy about that. Some people don't have that. Some people can't get up out of a bed. Some people can't make it to church. But if you can make it here, be happy about being here, that you get to participate in what God's doing. The word gladness, it's, a, it's a, the meaning of being wide-eyed, wide with a big grin. You ever seen a kid really, really happy about something? That's gladness. That's the same thing we should have about getting to come into the church house and serving the Lord. We should be delighted to serve him. Who, our, God, our God who has redeemed us from death and hell by his precious blood, why wouldn't I not be happy to be in his presence and to serve him with everything I have? So we need to have a right spirit, we, which includes a shouting spirit, or a serving spirit, and this next one in verse 2, a singing spirit. Some of you say, oh, I can't sing a lick. It doesn't matter. You sing it out to the Lord, right? Sing it out. Sing it out. Come before his presence with singing. We're told to approach the Lord our God with singing. This little word refers again to the ringing cry, the shout of joy. Our hearts should be so filled with the wonder of who he is and what he's done for us that we allow his praises to burst forth from us. I said burst forth from us. And we've got to let him out. I can't hold back my praise. I've got to let it out. Right? 
These first two verses here in Psalm 100 tell us when God is in your life, you are not going to be able to hide him. You can't, there's, I don't think there's a such thing as a secret Christian. I, do you serve the Lord? Yes, I do, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> Just keep that on the down low, okay? I don't think that can happen. If you're so full of God and you understand what he's done for you, you have to let it out. You can't hide that. You can't keep it to yourself. You can't have someone the size of God in your heart. You can't have him in there without him leaking out on occasions. Sometimes, like Aaron this morning, sometimes you'll see him as he runs down your eyes, from your eyes as you cry and you weep. Sometimes God shows up when you see somebody raise their hands and praise. Sometimes he shows up in that shout. Sometimes he's showing up in the songs that we sing. Again, the, the matter is that you cannot hide him. Remember the old song, hide him under a bushel? Yes. No, we're going to let him shine. We don't want to hide who God is. And I think as long as we have that right spirit about us, he's going to come out. And people are going to know we're not hiding our faith. So, having the right spirit. Second one, verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Our checklist must also include being submissive to God. Okay? We're told to know that the Lord is God. This word means to make a distinction. We are to know that he and he alone is God. Now, church, do we have that figured out this morning? That he is God. He alone is God. Do you know who your God is? Is your God the God of the Bible? And you might wonder how you can know. Well, here's the answer, and it's pretty simple. What do you give the most time, attention, and money to? Whatever answers that question is your God. And if you ever get it figured out deep down in your soul that he is the God and that he is superior to every other person, every other thing, every other activity in your life, then you will have no problem serving him as you should. You know, the reason some people have trouble tithing and getting to church or just plain serving God like they're supposed to is that they have a different God than the God of the Bible. They're seeing God in a different way. Or making something else the God of their life. So we've got to be submissive to his purposes for us. Because he's the one that made us. And this word, made, means to take some material and fashion something new out of it. So God took us, this piece of clay, that was us, and he formed a new creature out of it by his power. So regardless of what we are this morning, we are what we are by the power of God. Without God, we are nothing. He is the one that's shaping us, chiseling away. As we get to know him more and more, he's, he's making us into the image of his son to look more and more like him. And he saved us for a purpose, right? You have a purpose for your life. He didn't just redeem us to keep us out of hell. That wasn't the, the main thing. He didn't just redeem us so that we could feel good from time to time. Oh, I felt warm and fuzzy and I got goosebumps this Sunday. That wasn't the only reason that he saved you. 
He didn't do it so that we could look down our, our, our religious noses at people and act like we're better than them. He saved us so that we could serve him and make an impact here for the kingdom of God. And he has a plan for your life. He will use you for his kingdom if you will serve him and be submissive to that. Submit to the promises of God. We are the sheep of his pasture. This statement just reminds us that we belong to him just as a shepherd looks after the welfare of his sheep. So our Lord looks after us with great care. He takes care of us. The Lord is my shepherd. If you can grab a hold of that, it will transform the way you look at things. We would realize that we don't have to ever worry about being without the things that we need in our life. We never have to fear anything that arises in life. We have this promise from God and his guarantee that he is in control of everything. If you're saved, you belong to the chief shepherd and he will take care of the needs that arise in your life. He will take care of you. I said needs. Don't go wishing he was a genie in a bottle and wish, wish, wish. I wish I could have this. The needs in your life. And the problem we have is that many of us have not yet learned to trust him as we should. We pray about a need and then we promptly, if it doesn't happen, we try to meet it ourselves. I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And that is totally impossible. We have to get to a place where we have totally committed ourselves to a life of faith, trusting the Lord to take care of us and watch over us. If you're one of his sheep, he will take care of you. If you don't let him shepherd your life, it means that you don't think he can handle it. And apparently to you, he's not much of a God. Right? I know that's hard to hear, but if you do not let him shepherd your life, it means you don't think that he can handle it. So our church arrival checklist, we've got to have the right spirit. We've got to be submissive to God. And this last one, verses 4 and 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. We've got to come in here and have a sacrifice of praise. Even on the days you don't feel like it. In the tabernacle during temple days, the priests had better not enter the presence of God without the right sacrifice. You know why? Boom, you're dead. Hebrews 9, 7 talks about that. But thank God we don't have to offer a blood sacrifice this morning. Because there's a few people I could pick out. <laughs> hey, uh, sister so-and-so, it's your day today. <laughs> I'll say brother so-and-so too, so you guys don't think, he doesn't like the ladies. But we don't have to do that, thankfully. Okay? Jesus has already taken care of that for us. There's still a sacrifice that the people of God need to bring. It's not your money, although you should bring your tithes and offerings. It's not your attendance, again, although you should be at church every possible opportunity that you have. There's just one sacrifice the Lord expects every saint to bring to church when they come, and it is revealed in those last two verses. We are told to bring a sacrifice of praise. And God's house is a place of praise unto him. And we're given an invitation every Sunday to come into his presence. My goodness, what a powerful thing to experience and encounter. 
I get to walk into this place on a Sunday and I get to encounter the presence of the Lord. There's nothing like it. Nothing like it. We bring in the sacrifice of praise for our salvation. And we're invited to enter his courts with praise. And now, now, we're not just allowed access to the outer limits of his sanctuary, but we're invited to walk into the throne room, the Holy of Holies, where we can meet him in all of his glory. We're invited to do that. That's how close we can be to him. And, 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 and in the psalm right here, he's challenging us to be thankful and to bless his name. Have the right sacrifice when we enter, the sacrifice of praise. Now, he gives us a few reasons why we can praise his name. He says, praise God for his goodness. We're told that the Lord is good. It's kind of limited, it feels like. The Lord's good. But the word means good, pleasant, beautiful, delightful, glad, joyful, precious, correct, righteous. It can also mean expensive. Everything God does is an expression of his goodness. We can praise our God because he is good, regardless of what happens in life. Amen. God is good. No matter how things turn out, God is still good. Therefore, I praise him for his goodness. I can also praise God for his grace. We're told that God's mercy is everlasting. And we can praise God because he is constantly extending his mercy to us as we go through life. And mercy is defined as not getting what you deserve. We live in a time when everybody, everybody wants what's coming to them. I don't. If that was the case, I'd get hell. Because that's what I deserve. That's what you deserve as sinners. I don't want the wrath and the fierceness of the almighty God upon my life. Instead of that, God deals with me in mercy, gives us mercy. He holds back his wrath from my life. Why? Because over 2,000 years ago, God gave us Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross for our sins and forgives us. And after he rose from the grave and ascended back into heaven, we are given that uh, security in him now, believing on Jesus, living our life for him. We are saved. And his mercy is new every morning. Every day, he makes a fresh batch of mercy for me. I'm so thankful for that. And that's a reason to praise the Lord. We can also praise God for his guarantee. We are told that God's truth endures to all generations. So every year that piles up, not a single promise of God's word will fail. He cannot lie. God cannot lie. And what he promised will be as good in 10,000 years as it was the instant that he promised it. His word endures forever. When he tells you he loves you, you can count on it. When he tells you he'll save you if you come to him, you can count on it. If he tells you that he'll take care of you, you can count on it. If he tells you he's coming back to get you, we can count on it. If the Lord tells you anything at all, we can count on it. And that's a good reason to praise him this morning. Our church arrival checklist. Have the right spirit when you show up on a Sunday or a Wednesday. 
Have the right spirit as a believer when you come into this place. Be submissive to God and what he'd have you do. You may be sitting there during worship and he's telling you, lift those hands. Just lift your hands. You're going to feel stuff. You're going to feel the burdens that you're carrying released off of you. Just give me some praise. Just cry out to me. It's okay to let the tears fall. Just let them go because I've got you right now and I'm holding you. So be submissive to God and what he'd have you do and have a sacrifice of praise. If our praise team would come back up, have a sacrifice of praise. If you guys will stand up this morning. Are you bringing the right things to church? And I know we had some fun in the beginning of this, but what Psalm 100 right here is showing us is there are some things that we need to make sure we're arriving to church with. Are you bringing the right things to church? Has the Lord spoken to you in areas of your life that need attention this morning, that need to be kind of looked at in comparison to what we've read about in the Word this morning? Maybe this morning you're not as filled with His praises as you should be and you know it. You understand that right now. For some reason, just going to church right now is more difficult than it used to be for you. And you know you need to deal with that with the Lord today. Like, it's just hard for me to go to church now. Can I tell you from experience lately, that's one of the sentences I've used. That sometimes it's hard to go to church. It's hard. Life life is difficult. Carlin hit on this. I'm hitting on this. Sometimes life slaps you upside the head so hard you don't even know where you're at and what you're doing. But this is a place, as Aaron whispered back into my ear, that he just loves so much and feels safe and surrounded by God's presence. And I told him, we don't just have that here. We carry that with us everywhere. Maybe you've never been saved this morning and you want to get to know Jesus, the Jesus that we're talking about, the Jesus that we're singing about this morning. I'm going to tell you, if that's you this morning, if you'll come, he will meet you right here. And you can call on the name of the Jesus and he will completely change your life this morning. I don't know your hearts today. I don't know what people are dealing with today. But I do know that some of us need to look at what we're bringing into church. Are you bringing the right spirit? Are you you bringing the right submission to God and, and the right sacrifice of praise? And this morning, I want us to be mindful of the Holy Spirit in this place and what he wants to do in people's lives. church, if you just begin to to pray right now, bow your heads and pray. Holy Spirit, we want to be mindful of you this morning. We want to be mindful of the hearts that you're working on right now. And God, some people may have come into this place, Father, that that are dealing with some things, or struggling with some things, they're hurting right now. And God, I know, I know from firsthand experience that every, every storm in my life, you have never left my side. And there were, there are times when I chose to not be in your presence, but that doesn't mean you left me. 
So right now, Father, if anybody's dealing with things, Lord, I pray what they feel in their heart right now, what they're feeling and sensing in their spirit right now is your Holy Spirit calling out to them to come and to spend some time with you. Father, if there's anybody in here that doesn't know your son Jesus as their savior, I pray they come to that relationship this morning to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that he did come to this earth, that you sent him here to die on the cross for our sins. You sent him here to be an example of what your love looks like. And Father, as he took that sin upon the cross, that that was meant for us, Father. As you poured your wrath out on him, Father, I pray for those that don't know him, would they come, Father, today to believe on him and accept him into their life. Because he defeated death, hell, and the grave, and he is now at your right hand, and he intercedes on our behalf right now. Father, I pray if some of us have been coming to church, we got numb to the things, to the right things that we're supposed to have as we arrive here. God, I pray right now that you just give our hearts a fresh burning passion for you this morning. So as we open up these altars, Father, to worship you, to praise, Father, I just pray right now that people respond to you, that I'm going to get out of the way, God, and let you do what you want to do. Healing in people's bodies, whatever it is, they will respond and you would move in a mighty way in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, would you pray as we sing? Circumstances 
just want to speak into people, some people in here maybe this morning. If you're carrying something, you're walking around with something heavy. The moment it gets too heavy to carry is the moment you need to let it go and give it to God. So if you're here this morning and you're dealing with something and it's just too much for you to walk around with right now, you can't do it anymore, then you need to give it to God. And he will take that from you. And you can walk in some freedom and not have to carry around that heaviness anymore this morning. I'm just going to give it a couple minutes to let that soak if there's for you this morning. Again, if it's, it's, it's got too heavy to carry then it's time to hand it over to the one that wants to take it from you. So we just sing for a couple more minutes. If you're here, you're walking around with a heaviness, a weight that you can't carry anymore, it's time to give it to God. And let's do that this morning as they continue to sing.
he's done we thank him for what he's done what he's going to do what he's doing right now we thank him for taking care of us and being with us through the highs and the lows in life because there are both we're not resistant to difficult times in our life but I'm so thankful that we have a God that loves us so much in this world you will have trouble but he has overcome the world. And that's who's on our side right now. So I'm thankful for that this morning. I'm thankful to be back in the house of the Lord. I'm thankful for you guys that I get to worship with and lift up the name of Jesus. And I'm excited. Uh, God's dealing with me on a personal level on some things and that I'm working through, but I'm excited because I know he's in control. Like as long as I keep my hands off of things, God's in control and he'll order things the way they need to be done and he'll help me with things that I struggle with. And I'm excited about that um, and what's gonna be on the other side of that. I still have somewhat of a, of some kind of barrier and I've told you guys about this since Jackson passed away. Um, but I want my passion and my fire for the Lord to burn hotter than it's ever burnt before. And I don't wanna listen to anything the enemy has to say. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in what God wants to do in my life, in this church, uh, for the communities that feed into our church. And I'm passionate about wanting what God wants. So continue to be in prayer for us and the church and the impact that we'll be having around the communities. Remember next Sunday is the church-wide picnic. I'm so looking forward to getting to talk to some people that I don't get to talk to a whole lot. Um, and I, I was just kidding about spiking it in your face. For one, we're playing in sand, which is difficult to navigate. Two, you have to jump. And I'm, I'm not doing so well on losing that weight. So anyway, you are not dismissed. You are sent. Win somebody to Jesus this week.